You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We're talking this language about Metro Detroiters who are using language in interesting ways, both here in the Metro Detroit area and around the world. Uh, and so we started by t- discussing the preservation of a small island language. We're now moving on to take a closer look at how slang in the English language evolves. Our next guest is a teacher who talks to her colleagues and her students at Detroit Country Day about the latest slang and then delves into the etymology in a new podcast that's called Words in the Middle. Uh, Laura Rosenberg teaches at Detroit Country Day and hosts that podcast, and she joins us now. Laura, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, So you're an English teacher at Detroit Country Day. Uh, was it this experience that first started uh, exposing you to some of the slang that uh, kids are using? Uh, that's You're with them every day in the classroom. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, being exposed to students and their conversational techniques and the words that they use definitely comes from my classroom. But I've been really interested in language and trending language for my entire life. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, at what point did you decide this was worth making into a podcast. And and we should talk about that podcast and sort of how it's structured. There's sort of an interesting link between, I feel like, between uh, the modern and the historical and what you're doing. Yeah. Well, the moment when I decided to do the podcast was um, this past December, I was in my classroom with some of my students and we were decorating uh, ugly sweater holiday cookies. And I was sitting with the table of my female students And I was asking them, like, you know, so what's going on? Catch me up. What's new in your lives? And one of my students, Lily, said to me, "Okay, Miss Rosenberg, here's the tea. And it kind of set off this alarm bell in my in my head because I obviously knew what it meant in context. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But I would also been hearing that word or an iteration of that word for years on um, in other platforms. So there's a podcast called The Read, which is hosted by Crystal and Kid Fury, and she's a black gay woman and he's a black gay man. And they had been using tea on their podcast for years and I'd seen it on Twitter. And it was just this moment of like, how did it go from that platform to now in the mouths of proverbial babes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and that's, I mean, uh, there's something about that that, again, uh, brings us to the modern, but also uh, brings us back to the Absolutely. past. I mean, that's the way language has always kind of evolved. Absolutely. And so on the podcast on Words in the Middle, you know, it was important to me to include students in the conversation. So all of my episodes, the, the episodes where I talk about specific words or phrases have, you know, I have students on in advance and they define the word and put it in context. And then a colleague and I will, you know, reflect on what the kid said and the colleague will try to guess what it means before I play what the student actually, um, you know, said in the interview and I talked to them earlier but then the last segment is the, you know, as you said, the etymology. And what I found is that these words and these phrases um, come from black culture. So it was important for me for people to know the origin of the words. And obviously something like tea or spill the tea or anything to that effect. <laughs> um, you know, the word tea has been around for a long time. But in that context, uh, it comes from black drag culture. So mm-hmm. there's a book, uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, written by John Barrent, yes. and it came out in 1994. 
And in it, he's interviewing um, a black transgender drag queen, Lady uh, Chablis. Mm -hmm. And she mentioned something to him about her tea. And he says, your tea? And she says, yeah, you know, my tea, my life, what's going on with me? And that's one of the earliest textual examples I could find um, with that particular phrase. Yeah. So so how have the students responded to the idea um, of this all being <laughs> on display in a podcast? Yeah, they, they, they think it's cool. You know, I didn't, um, I don't think they listened to it necessarily. Um, they, but certainly having the equipment, even in my classroom, having two microphones and mic stands and headphones really kind of grabbed their attention. And I got a lot of students who wanted to be on the podcast, but at the time I didn't have the time itself to you know make more episodes because obviously I am working full time as a teacher, but um they thought it was cool. They think it's kind of like you know tongue in cheek, like oh Miss Rosenberg trying to be cool or whatever. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed um, including them, and I wanted it to come from their mouths, you know, and then use them as the launching point to then discuss those words or phrases with my colleagues. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's hear. A little bit of one of the podcasts. Uh, this is your student, Hannah, and what she had to say about mood, which is uh, another slang term. Let's say like you're supposed to be doing your homework and you're watching YouTube or something. And then you'd, and like someone would see that and be like, I'm supposed to be doing my homework, but I'm watching a movie and be like, oh, that's a mood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so that is a term that I have not heard. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> a slang term. That I, have. <laughs> I have two teenagers. I have to, and I have to say, I've not heard them use that. Uh, that that slang. Uh, explain that slang term to us. And so, then, uh, mood <laughs> means relatable. It's synonymous with with relatable. And you know, I have seen it more on social media. It's not necessarily something people say out loud in conversation. But it's huge on social media. So one of the things I found, one of the pleasantries of the podcast is that people started to send me examples of these words and phrases on other social media platforms. So everything from like, you know, Rihanna in her new sunglasses with the caption mood Mm. to LeBron James, you know, posting a picture of Megan Rapinoe riding a bald eagle with the caption mood. So it's just like it's this relatable uh, sense that you can relate to a person or that you you know, yeah. are interested in that. I, I, as a child of uh, the 80s, the 70s and 80s, I would say mm-hmm. that that may be a modern iteration of word, right? Yeah. Word. word. Yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. word, mood. Um, yeah. I get I get what you're saying. I relate to what you're saying. I, I feel you. Absolutely, yeah. I feel yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there. Or like for me, it'd be like, you know, a picture, if I saw a picture online of somebody reading a book on a beach, it'd be like, oh, mood. You know, that's a mood. And then mood is, is one where it had, again, other iterations. You know, what a mood, uh, you know, uh, current mood, forever mood, um, all kinds of uh, examples of how that word has kind of evolved um, over time. But has but that the word mood and the way it's used now um, became popularized in 2015 um, from black culture. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, we've got another clip of a student uh, talking about stan or standing, which is, a, which is a term that I am familiar with. Let's listen to uh, Aaron. They're like for something, you agree with something. So, for example, like if your friend had like picked out a dress and you thought, oh, that's really cute, you would say, oh, we stand for it. Like we like it. And we stand. Yes, <laughs> right? exactly. And this, this you know... I think some people hear that and think they're saying stand. Yes. Uh, we talk about not. that. They're saying stand because it is uh, it is about uh, a specific reference to it from an Eminem song. Yeah. Uh, about a, a, a fan named Stan who's 
crazy obsessed. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that song came out in 2000 and that's like a scary song. You know, it's a, it's kind of violent. Um, so that song came out in 2000 and then in 2006, um, there was somebody online who, you know, called himself a Kobe Bryant stan and, you know, using it as a noun. And then in 2008, there was a woman whose Twitter handle is, um, it was like Aura Ain't Got Time. And she calls herself, um, she, she says that she stands for Santa Gold more than MIA. And Santa Gold and MIA are both black female mm-hmm. artists. And she used it as a verb. So now it's like there's stan culture. You know, people are stands. You can be a stan of a person or you can stan for something. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Laura Rosenberg. She teaches at Detroit Country Day and hosts a podcast called Words in the Middle, which takes a look at slang and delves into the etymology of the words that we're using uh, as slang in modern times. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell us what slang words. Uh, sort of pop out to you in uh, the usage that you hear today, especially if you have kids, as I do, teenage mm-hmm. kids. What are your kids saying that uh, maybe you think is really interesting or cool or that you don't understand? Slang words that you're not quite sure what people are trying to say when they say it. Uh, as always, the number on the phones here is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, uh, and we'll try to work you into uh, the conversation. Um, uh, uh, Laura, I want to ask about some of the things that have surprised you uh, out of this podcast with, with the etymology of these of these slang terms. Um, you know, I think I always felt as though specific phrases and, and specific words, I, I had a, just an inkling that it came from um, black culture. So your listeners can't see me, but I am a I'm a white woman, and I and I didn't I didn't necessarily know for sure. But then in the research that I did, I found that these things did become popularized in black culture. And I guess you I know mean, much of so much of slang everywhere in 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 every sort of ethnic uh, community has roots in in black culture. I uh, mean, that's just uh, that's just an, an American truism, right? A hundred percent. And I don't think that people know that. So there are certain things, you know, and I would. I would argue, you know, I had an episode recently with my friend Niles and we just talked about this exact thing. And we talked about black culture and how it's appropriated in various ways. And there are certain ways in which, you know, people appropriate things that are more um, overt, you know, fashion, uh, music, something to that effect. But language is, you know, it's loose and it's fast and it's constant. And I don't think that people realize that these words and phrases come from black culture. I mean, there are certain things that are really obvious. You know, Niles and I discussed, um, you know, like wig snatched, you know, um, and something, you know, and, and that's like, to me, super obviously not a, a white person uh, phrase, <laughs> right? White right? folks did not come but, up with that one. Yeah, for sure. But, but you'll see people saying it on social media who are not um, people of color. Yeah. And so if, for me, it was not so much a surprise as, really important for people to understand when you're saying these things. You know, I'm not saying don't go out and say mood, don't say T or Stan or low key, but recognizing how you might be, be perceived, you yeah. know, when you're saying those yeah. things. Well, and I wonder how much uh, the conversation turns to this idea of, of ownership of, of these kinds sure. of phrases or appropriation. Uh, of those phrases, is it okay, for instance, for white kids to run around saying things that uh, that emerge from black culture without really understanding uh, 
the origins. So, um, again, so I'm going to reference this, this last episode that I that I did with Niles. We talked about that because it's something it's something that kind of frustrates me. You know, if I see a white girl on Instagram saying, you know, calling another white girl sis, right? That to me is a clear like, you know, uh, to me it just kind of screams ignorance. But there's not necessarily what Niles discussed and what he kind of taught me is that there's not necessarily malice behind it. Mm. So it's kind of a matter of, um, you know, intent versus receipt. So if you're saying something to a person or an audience, whether that's on social media or face to face, it's a matter of like, you know, how are, how are the words that you are using being perceived by those people? And does it matter to you if other people might be offended by those words? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Gretchen in Gross Point. Gretchen, welcome to the show. Thank you. My daughter recently has started using the word sick when she thinks something is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I feel like I used that back in when I was in high school in the 80s. Yeah, I remember that one too, Gretchen. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, okay, where is, what's the origin of that? That, that's a great question. That's a great question. I don't have the answer to that question. Um, sick, you know, I also used that word uh, growing up or in high school, like in the early 2000s. Um, not so much now, but I don't, without doing the research, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, where did that come where from? And why is it kind of made uh, a reemergence? I, th- I feel like I've heard uh, some young people using that now, too, and, and thought, sure. where did you get that? Yeah, yeah, th- that's a great question. Maybe they heard it from their parents. Definitely a possibility. <laughs> right. Gretchen, thanks for the call. Uh uh, let's go to Allison in St. Clair Shores. Allison, what's on your mind? Hi, I uh, teach middle school, and one of the phrases that I hear all the time is, yes, clean, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure that <laughs> that comes, does that also come from drag culture? I would imagine that it does. And I also know that there was, you know, so yes, queen or like yas, queen, right? Uh-huh. Like Y-A-S-S-S. <laughs> yes. um, I haven't done the research, but I know that there's, you know, Broad City, uh, a show oh, on Comedy Central, maybe I didn't watch the show, but popularized, uh, you know, yas. And that was like became a really popular thing to say uh, several years ago. And, you know, yes, queen or yas, queen. I, I can't, again, I can't pin it yeah. down without having my laptop in front of me, yeah. <laughs> but um, it certainly sounds like it would come from drag culture. Yeah. So so just for listeners who are interested in words and where they come from and how to find that, uh, talk about how you do that kind of research. So I, um, I just start with Google. You know, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, full, you know, full disclosure, you know, I'm not my background, my, my degrees are not in linguistics. They're in teaching, reading and language arts and secondary education. Um, I just start reading everything from Google Trends, which is, you know, it's not so much the usage of the words so much as it is uh, the amount of times those words are searched over a period of time. Mm. So I start with Google Trends just to kind of get a feel. And then I'll go into even something like Wikipedia. And my students would like, like be laughing at me right now if I told them I was referencing Wikipedia. But the bottom of the page where it then sources out it to says more, where stuff comes from. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, to, so to use something that's authoritative and reliable and useful and using just various, you know, some scholarly sources, absolutely. And then even something like Urban Dictionary, not as a primary source, right, but as a good space to see when are people entering in these definitions in what year. And then um, I go on Twitter. I mean, it's, it's not like I'm doing a dissertation on right. this. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. But I do spend I would about an hour, hour and a half per 
um, word or phrase before I then put it into the ether on my podcast. Yeah. Uh, and do you do you find yourself going to, you know, sort of the more traditional study resources for these kind of things, the, the OED, for instance, and, and things like that? Or Yeah. Well, I mean, there, uh, I want to say study. Dan was introduced into the into the Oxford English Dictionary in 2016 or 2017, um, but that's never the first place where the words are seen in yeah, text. Right. So it's part of the research, but it's not all of it. You know, like I wouldn't, I'd be surprised if low key and the way that kids use it or people use it, high key, it would be in the dictionary. I don't think high key would, low key would as being like something that's you know that you keep quiet or right. something that's on the down low, but that's not really how it's used today. So I would argue that, uh, you know, the dictionary is a good starting point, but a lot of these things are not going to be, you are going to see Yas Queen, you know, in the OED. <laughs> right, right. Um, let's go to Kimmy in Rochester Hills. Kimmy, welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, how are so, you? So um, I am 24 years old, so I'm already kind of too old to keep up with what the kids are saying, but... <laughs> uh, a member of my lab who is 19 introduced me to uh, Let's Get This Bread. Oh, I love that phrase, sure. actually. I hear that a lot. And or like I think cheddar. It's, yeah, right? I, yeah. Think it's a, I think it's a very, you know, I, I love slang that's really effective at communicating something in a way that uh, the, the sort of more traditional words do not. And let's get this bread is a, is a good one. Yeah. And, I, and, <laughs> and, you know, I don't know where it comes from, where it originates, but it reminds me the first thing I thought of is like, cheddar like or like you know for some reason connecting money to cheddar yeah. or you know having you know success in that sense um but that's a good one yeah i don't hear my students say that so much but um because my thing is you know it's not for me in in the context of my life you know i've been working with eighth graders for 10 years hmm. and being in the in the context of you know working with them and teaching them and talking to them i'm more interested in how it you know, what's bridging the gap between with language between people my age, people my parents age and then kids who are coming up, sure. you know, like younger millennials. I would be considered an older millennial. But the reason, you know, words in the middle um, is nuanced. Right. Because it's like I'm a middle school teacher, but also words in the middle of generations, words in the middle of, you know, cultures and races, et cetera. So um, I can't speak to let's get this bread, but I've definitely heard it over time. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet there's kids in your class who are saying that or, yeah, uh, or, or something like it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, does this make you the cool teacher uh, <laughs> at, at um, Country Day? Maybe one of them. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I like to think so. Um I think, you know, some kids really enjoyed it. And like I said, you know, some kids certainly got really excited about, you know, seeing the equipment in my classroom and wanting to be a part of it. And they would joke with me. They'd come in and be like, what's the tea, sis? You know what I mean? And they would kind of, you know, say things to kind of joke with me or tease me. Um, but yeah, I mean, possibly definitely yeah. gives you an additional <laughs> layer of understanding. Doesn't make you uncool. Does it? Yeah, sure, yeah, right? yeah. It's not hurting me. That's, <laughs> that's for sure. Right. <laughs> uh, let's go to Daniel in Birmingham. Daniel, what's on your mind? Um, hi. So I'm um, thinking about like the different words and the origins of words and who uses these words. Mm -hmm. Like in your classroom, do you you know you were saying earlier it may it may feel strange if some kids use certain slang. How do you deal with that in your classroom? So it's not something I would call out in my classroom. You know, so I I don't think that it's the student's responsibility at such a young age, at 13, 14 years old, to recognize that the things that they're saying could be uh, potentially offensive. And I don't even think, like, for example, if I had a white student say, you know, wig snatch to a student of color, 
I might say something to that in that regard. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened. Um, and to you know, and just you know, for a point of reference, you know, Country Day is extremely diverse, uh, racially, ethnically. Um, we have you know plenty of uh, black students and white students and South Asian students. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like it's not um, it's not like just only white kids saying saying these words. But I think that um, it hasn't come up where I have had to intervene and become a part of the conversation and it's students of color who do say the things that I've talked about and I mean all of them but you know it's certainly students of color uh who say these words and these phrases uh, mm. as much as um my white students well and and it's an opportunity when that happens to a teachable to, moment yeah to get people to think more uh, about the language they use why they use it and whether it's part of another culture that they may not fully understand. I mean, I think uh, uh, certainly middle school students are beginning to be sort of in the space where uh, their brains can wrap around that kind of thing. Right? Yeah, they're they're sponges for sure. I yeah. mean, like there's so, you know, there's so much going on when you're that age and you're trying to be you're trying to be cool. And, you know, I had discussed uh, on a previous episode of Words in the Middle uh, with with Niles about how, you know, um, black culture is kind of the definition of cool. And that has been true, you know, like you were saying earlier, in American truism for forever. And language is a huge part of that. So I just think bringing that to the forefront and helping people to be more cognizant of the words that they're using, if they care how they're perceived, especially as adults. I don't expect, again, my kids to know these things necessarily, but if something's as overt as wig snatched or <laughs> cis or whatever from a from a white student to a student of color, that's something I would um, certainly yeah. uh, have a discussion yeah. about. Okay, Laura Rosenberg, teacher at Detroit Country Day and host of the podcast, Words in the Middle. Thanks very much for being here with Thank us. Thank you so much for and having me. And people can check out Words in the Middle wherever you download yeah, podcasts, right? Yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, wordsinthemiddle.com, Instagram, Words in the Middle. <laughs> yeah, I'm out there for yeah, sure. it's there. All right, yeah. thanks for coming in. Thank you so much. Up next, a visit from a Detroiter who's back in the city after several years he spent photographing and documenting the harrowing migrant experience of those traversing the central Mediterranean Sea. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.